Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria LeBlanc, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform their mindsets, and discover their own inner bliss. In today's mini solo episode, I'm going to be diving into imposter syndrome and how you can overcome it so that it doesn't keep you blocked into becoming the woman that you want to be and really reaching and striving for those big dreams and goals that you have. Now, imposter syndrome has definitely affected me personally. It happens to me even while filming for podcasts as this episode, just like this episode, because sometimes I find myself wanting to say words in a particular fashion or order, and then if it doesn't sound like how I wanted it to sound in my mind, then I restart, and then I feel like an imposter or it shows up whenever I start a new job. I just started a new job about a few weeks ago and I became a math tutor. And whenever I teach the students different math problems, I find myself doubting my abilities if the answer is correct or not. So I'll take longer to go over the problem and double check myself because I don't trust the work that I do and I feel like I am not a good enough tutor. So it shows up in that way too, not just in my business creations. It can flood out into different areas of my life. So I wanted to speak on this today because I feel like it's very prevalent. And even though you may feel like the only person going through it, I can promise you, you can be 20 years old and still feel like an imposter. You can be 30 years old, 50 years old, 70 years old, and still feel like a fraud. I found this really fascinating because my coach who I went through her training with at One Mind Academy, she actually went to a little business, a weekend long business training. And when she got back, she made this Instagram post about how she was so surprised by, oh, a little butterfly just passed by. That's so crazy. So I'm on the third floor and normally I don't, I never believe that a butterfly could fly this high, but I don't doubt them now. They can fly really high. I did not know that. So anyway, let me get back to what we were talking about. So she made an Instagram post about how, she was really surprised by how many of the ladies in the room felt like they were imposters. And some of them made six figures plus every single month. Like it doesn't matter how much money they made and how successful they were, they still felt the feelings of the imposter syndrome that comes up and still shows up in their lives. So, you know, even if you're in your beginning stages of starting that business or writing that book or starting a podcast, you may feel like you don't know what you're doing and you have no experience and you feel like you shouldn't be here. You don't belong in this. You don't feel like you belong because you feel like there's another person who can do it better than you. Well, I can bet you that there's going to be even more experienced people that still feel the same way you do. 
we are going to get into how we can let this feeling go so that we can truly be our authentic selves. We can truly shine a light on who we are and we don't dim ourselves down because of the fear of what other people are going to think about us. Again, I kind of explained it in my example, but imposter syndrome is when you feel like a fraud, you feel like you're incompetent and that you're not good enough to be doing what you are doing and what you're pursuing. You doubt yourself. You don't fully 100% wholeheartedly believe in yourself and your abilities. And this cripples you into feeling like you can't fully jump in and dive into the waters and fully immerse yourself in what you actually want to do and take action and feel confident in what you do. Again, despite how much money you make, how successful you are, how much education you have, imposter syndrome still shows up in many people's lives. It doesn't it doesn't matter. This feeling is still very much real and it's something that needs to be looked at, right? Because if you just ignore it, if you ignore what you're feeling and just kind of shove it under the rug and pretend it's not there, then you're not going to address it, right? Now, this is really important to note. It says here on healthline.com that imposter feelings present a conflict between your own self-perception and the way others perceive you. So the way that you actually view yourself isn't aligned to what people actually think about you, right? You may have all this self-doubt and feel like you don't know what you're doing, but then on the other side of it, people who have an external view of who you are and what you're doing, they may think you're doing a fantastic job, but I guess we can't assume what they're thinking, right? And then we may project our imposter feelings onto them and think that they think that we're an imposter, right? And then internalize that feeling and think that we're not good enough and we shouldn't be pursuing these things. Even when you have those successes and people praise you for them, they recognize them and they say, oh my gosh, congratulations on getting the new job or or congratulations for getting your first podcast episode out there. You may attach your success to just simply luck and not your gifts and not attach it to how talented you actually are and underestimate how amazing you are. And then eventually what happens is you fear that other people are going to think the same thing that you are thinking. So in order to avoid that fear from coming to life and coming and being a truth, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. So you may keep others from recognizing your shortcomings or failures and just kind of brush it off like it was nothing. And you work really, really hard to become worthy of roles that you believe you don't deserve. So you try to find your worth to finally feel worthy of them. You may feel like you you don't have the experience, you don't have the education. And then it becomes like a cycle because even when you have all of these accomplishments on your plate, they aren't a sign for you. If you still feel those imposter feelings, they just show you that, oh, it's time to prove myself again. It's time to keep working harder and harder and harder. And you may link your accomplishments to chance and to luck, but then any mistakes that you make, you link to yourself. 
right? You place all of the blame on yourself and not see that there might have been other factors there too. Over time, this can create mental health issues. You may start to feel a lot of anxiety from the pressure and you may feel really depressed and down because you're constantly having to prove your worth and fight for your worth and it's just really exhausting. Now we're gonna talk about the five types of imposter syndrome. These five types were created through leading imposter syndrome researcher, Dr. Valerie Young. And she described these five main types of imposters in her 2011 book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. The first is the perfectionist. Now for the perfection, this really focuses on the how and how you create the things that you do and how you put them and bring them into life. But you do it to a point where every single little thing has to be perfect. Even though perfection doesn't exist and it's not a realistic goal and you can never really meet those standards, those high standards that you set for yourself, you just keep working at it, right? And trying to be perfect. And then when the mistakes are made, because chances are they will be made, you criticize yourself and be really, really harsh on yourself for not hitting that perfect mark that you were looking for. In terms of imposter syndrome and how this relates, your imposter feelings are there and are held in your space and your energetic space and your emotional space because you feel like you need to be perfect or else you're an imposter or else you're a fraud. So in order to quit feeling like the imposter that you feel on the inside, you try to be perfect and maybe, just maybe, that will stop the feelings of, of imposter syndrome. But it's just a vicious cycle and it continues to go on and on and on. Now we have the, the second type is the natural genius. And this is someone who was just really naturally good at a lot of things when they were younger because they were good, really, really good and just naturally talented in a lot of areas in their life. That makes them, it, it kind of almost in a way puts that little pressure in their mind to not slip up on other things as well. Picking up new skills was really effortless and it was smooth most of the time and you really understood new material right away. There wasn't much challenge or obstacles there and so whenever you do feel like something is hard or a little bit challenging, you feel like a fraud because since you had that confidence and you felt really, really confident in a lot of skills and learning new skills growing up, when it's the opposite, when it feels, when your experience is quite the opposite, you feel like an imposter on the inside. Now, the third type is the rugged individualist or soloist. Now, this is somebody who believes that they can handle everything on their own. They don't need no help. They don't need no man. They don't need no woman. They don't need no friend. If you, so if you can't achieve success independently, you consider yourself unworthy, okay? You avoid asking for help. You avoid asking for support even when you may need it because once you feel like 
if you do this, if you're a soloist and you ask for help, then you feel like you're a fraud because you just went against your belief that people do things on their own. It may even shine a light on your insecurities a bit because then you're showing, you're being vulnerable and asking for help even when you believe that you don't need help. Now the fourth type is the expert. The expert is somebody who does all of the research, gathers all the information, wants to know all the answers to the questions, and wants to know everything. And if they don't have the answer to a question, they may feel like a fraud. You may feel like a fraud because you realize you didn't have all the knowledge and you doubt your abilities then. The last type of imposter syndrome that Dr. Valerie mentions in her book is the superhero. Now the superhero is somebody who feels like they need to be the best at every single little, every single role that they hold onto in their lifetime, whether that be mom, friend, daughter, husband, teacher, lawyer, nurse, yoga instructor, business coach, author, podcaster, whatever. They feel like they need to be the best at everything that they do. And if they fail, they label themselves as a failure and they feel like a fraud. You may push yourself and push yourself to the limit and may even expend a lot of energy because there is so many moving parts to all of the roles that you may have in your life and you may not give enough to yourself, but even all of this pushing and pushing and going and going and going may not even, it doesn't allow the imposter feelings to fade, right? It may even allow them to linger even further. And you might have thoughts of, oh, well, I should be able to do more. I could handle all of this. I should, I should be able to handle all of this. Where does these feelings of being an imposter come from? Now, these imposter feelings that you feel stem from the parenting, the type of parenting that you've received and your childhood environment. If you felt like you had a lot of pressure to get those good grades in school and you felt like there was just a load and a heavy weight on your chest all the time to succeed and be the best student you can be, then that story or narrative can flood into your adult life and you feel like, oh, you need to be the best and do the best or else you're a fraud and you're a failure and you doubt yourself because of that. Or if you compared yourself to your siblings. I had a conversation today with our, my coworkers about just the different dynamics between siblings and how comparison can happen, right? If you're the oldest child versus the youngest child versus the middle child, there's going to be different feelings there. There can be a lot of uh, pressure to be the best sibling if you feel like you need to impress your parents. Also, if you felt a lot of pressure for your parents' attitudes of you to be really good and ideal so that they think really highly of you, that could also play a role in just the comparison. And then if you felt like your mistakes were always criticized, even the little small minute ones in a major way, that could also reflect on how you view mistakes in your adulthood. Now we're going to move on to how to deal with these imposter feelings that you might be feeling on the inside. For me, it's really important to distinguish 
between a feeling and who you are because who you are is not a feeling. You may feel self-doubt, but you are not self-doubt, right? So it's important to make that distinction and separate your identity from that feeling so that you don't internalize the imposter syndrome and label yourself as an imposter or label yourself as a fraud. It is important though to acknowledge those feelings and recognize that they are there, right? As I talked about before, not trying to cover it up with a blanket and say, oh, okay, I'll just gently put this little blanket over this feeling and hopefully I won't feel it anymore. The feeling's still gonna be there, right? Nothing was done to it besides just ignoring it or shoving it under the rug. Acknowledging them could look like just simply sharing them, sharing them with a trusted friend or to your therapist or to your coach or to a family member. Maybe even just admitting to yourself when you feel like an imposter can shed those feelings out a bit because they want to be heard. It's an honest reflection because when you're honest with yourself about how you truly feel, it deepens the relationship with you have with yourself and it deepens the trust that you feel with yourself. Because instead of pretending and ignoring those feelings, now you are shining a light on them and you're giving them the recognition that they deserve. All of your feelings are welcome and they want to be seen. They want to be heard and feelings are there to be felt and their purpose is for us to feel them. So acknowledge acknowledge this feeling in any way that you feel resonates with you, whether that be talking it out with somebody or journaling it out and really process it. Allow it to move through your body so that it doesn't just stay in your heart space where you may feel it or stay in your chest or neck or shoulders. It wants to be moved out of your body. Another thing that you can do is to challenge your doubts. So first naming your doubts, what doubts do you have? Be really specific about them and then see if you can find evidence that disproves that doubt. So for example, if you are wanting to write a book and you have the imposter feeling showing up whenever you're writing and it just literally freezes you in time and you know words are coming out because you feel like nobody is going to acknowledge you for the author that you are and nobody's going to read your book and you just feel like you aren't a good enough writer and you don't have the experience to write a book. Write those doubts down so you doubt that you don't have experience enough experience to write, you doubt that anybody's going to read your book, and then once you list out those doubts, see if you can challenge them a bit. Don't just allow them to be doubts and allow them to settle in your mind space and make their home there, right? You can challenge them. So what you can do is you can try to find evidence that may potentially disprove that doubt. So if you doubt that you don't have any experience to be an author, find evidence that can disprove that. Well, hmm, I know and I believe that every single author had to start somewhere. Every single author had to write their first book at some point. Every author started out as a beginner. 
And I know that I've had a lot of chances to write. I've written a lot of reports for college. I've written a lot of different writing assignments in high school and in elementary school. So I can consider myself a writer and I can become an author. And then for, and do the same thing for those other doubts. So for the doubts that nobody will read your book, well, let's see. Hmm, let me think about that for a second. I can think of a few people that will pick up my book. And if it's just my close friends or family, then I'd be happy because at least somebody read my book and that would disprove, right? That would disprove the doubt that nobody is going to read your book. And if you want to even get a step further, maybe ask somebody and text text a family, text a friend, hey, when I publish my book, would you be willing to read it? And get some feedback, right? Get some honest feedback. And that will start to diminish the doubts that you're feeling. My last tip that I have is to let go of the belief that you're the only one who feels the imposter feeling. Because I can bet you there's probably somebody sitting across the room from you that feels the same way. And when you realize that, when you start to truly believe it, that, oh, other people are feeling this way sometimes too. And it's actually something that isn't rare and I'm just not the only one over here feeling like a fraud or feeling like I'm doubting my own abilities over here. Oh yeah, it happens. It happens to a lot of us. When you start to recognize that, it helps you know that you're not alone in those feelings and that it's okay to talk about them with somebody else so that you can maybe even inspire them to talk about the feelings of imposter syndrome that they might be feeling too. Because most of the time we keep it to ourselves, right? We don't like to admit to other people when we feel that we are doubting our own abilities because then we just tell that person, hey, I feel like an imposter. <laughs> but that's the whole point of imposter syndrome. You try to prove that you aren't an imposter. And why would you tell anybody that you feel like this when you're trying to avoid them thinking that of you? But I can promise you there are so many people out there who are dealing with this and you are not alone. And I hope that this episode really inspires you to maybe have that conversation with somebody that you've been avoiding to have because you don't want them to think negatively of you or maybe to start journaling out those imposter feelings onto the paper, get them out of your mind and onto the page. I hope that you learned a lot from this episode. As always, take a screenshot and post it onto your stories and tag me on your Instagram at blissfully.bloom. And I will also share your story so that I can shout you out. And if you haven't already, make sure to leave the podcast a review and a rating. I'm pretty sure you can leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and you can leave a rating on Spotify if you listen there. But thank you so much for listening and for supporting the podcast. I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye.